Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie now, as you will have heard on our news bulletins this morning, the former South Tipperary TD Carrie Atchison has passed away. She served as a Fianna Fáil TD and as Mayor of Clonmel and was a, a councillor for many, many years indeed. But that's just a little of her glittering career. Councillor John Fitzgerald joins me now. Good morning to you, John. Morning, friend. Um, and you were kind enough to call me with the news yesterday, John. I, I was reading in the newspapers today, you're quoted as saying she was a towering figure, and she certainly was, John. She was. She was larger than life. A very unique character, I think. We won't see the likes of Carrie Atchison ever again, really, because she was, you know, of her time, I suppose, as well as anything else. But she really touched a lot of people in a very positive way right throughout her life. And in all the many pursuits she took, be it political, be it in the Irish National Ploughing Association, the Clonmel Show, of which she was our president, uh, things like Flakyol Nahirn that came to Clonmel for many years. Uh, she was very, she was immersed in that. Uh, the old IRA, Fianna Fáil, all kinds of, all kinds, anything she put her heart into, she did it mm. uh, to, to, so efficiently and so well. She had a particular and, uh, fondness for the Clonmel show, though, John, didn't she? It was very special to her. She did, and I, you know, I was. I was chairman at a very, very young age of the Clamwell Show. Mm. At 26 years of age, they made me the chairman. And I suppose Carrie was at my back. She she showed me how to do it. She showed me how to deal with sponsors and deal with all the different classes and deal with the committee. Because emotionally, she was hugely talented. She had a huge ability to understand people and communicate mm. with people and, you know, size it all up and know how what worked. And she passed that on. She wasn't mean with her talents. She was somebody that was willing to share her talents. She recognised her own talents and skills but she was also willing to share that with uh, other people and uh, show you how to do that and I learned an awful lot from her I can tell you. As a woman in politics, I mean when she was very active in politics there was very few women at all or there was very few women in in most of the organisations that she was uh, involved in but she said she did, that never held her back in any way John. Not in the least, I think uh, I don't think she looked at it in terms of gender I think um, Carrie was somebody that you know recognised her own uh, abilities and put them to best use now she you know she she blazed a trail for her gender and she she got there she got there anything she set her mind to she she got and uh, she achieved it i think and uh, she but i don't think she was somebody that particularly uh, you know, she didn't. She sized you up as a human being, as a mm. person, as somebody that what you could do. Let the best person do the job, whether it be male or female. I think would have been her, her attitude. You know, I think because she came from farming, she had a great love of farming, didn't she? She had a wonderful uh, love of the farming community and farming. And you know, the stuff of legend is written about, spoken, and I've heard mm. it over many years. I'm sure you have, Fran, of mm. the. Um, you know, in her years as a director of Barlow's, yes. of, of her on a Sunday evening in the harvest or on a bank holiday, deep in the harvest, late in the night, opening the, the, the gate at Barlow Farm Machinery and getting out a part for a combine mm. or a baler or whatever the item machinery that was broken down. But the show must go on as far as Carrie was concerned. She would always go the extra mile, I suppose, and do, do that thing that 
is so missing, I suppose, in modern society. But she, she definitely did that, and she got a reputation for doing that and built her reputation on that kind of on that kind of deliverance, you know. Yeah, and, uh, there's a lovely piece from the Farmer's Journal from last year, I think it was, and it, it has a banner headline, uh, The Voice of... Uh, the ploughing and it goes into her life but I mean uh, her time with Barlow Farm Machinery she was so hands on there were stories of her going out to farmers who had yeah. issues with stuff and she'd have a look right. and she you know I mean it was really hands on Incredible like I mean you know farmers said to me I, my job crisscrosses into the agricultural community obviously and mm. she yeah. you know they said to me you know they know that we were on the show together and they would always bring often bring Carrie up to you and say what a turn she did whether it was for a gas kind uh, milking machine or a, mm. a combine harvester or a David Brown tractor or whatever was the was the order of the day and what Barlow's were dealing in. She was hands-on. She didn't expect anyone, uh, you know, that was uh, in, a, in, in a position lower to do anything she wouldn't do. And she would do it. She would do it too in a very friendly way, in a very warm way, in a very way that people just quite loved her, I think. They they kind of saw that she had solidarity with their business and that they she wanted to drive on all the time. Business to her was, it didn't matter whether you were the, the guy, uh, uh, you know, doing the most menial task in the business. Let everyone drive on together was her, 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 her attitude. And that of all the Barlow family that made such a success of their businesses here in Clonmel, you know. And where the Doyle was concerned, I was interested to read that she didn't really enjoy her time in the Doyle. Did she ever speak to you about that? She she preferred the more hands-on being being the mayor of Clonmel, obviously, but, but being yeah. a councillor. I think, I suspect that's right, because um, I don't know, she didn't say much to me about that, but mm. she, it was, sadly it was short-lived in the Doyle because of the way there were so many elections in the 80s. Yes, 1980, um, I think, was it? Yeah, 1982, mm. I think she, she came in in 81 and went out in 82, but she, she, she didn't, you know, she wasn't somebody that was going to lie down under that mm. and kind of go away under a rock and not be seen again. She was reinventing herself very quickly after that. I, I remember her as president of the Irish Red Cross soon mm. after that. And back into the ploughing, the show, the old IRA things, all her pursuits. She she was back in business in no time. I think she had. I think she was a kind of a person that was ahead of her time in terms of politics. That she was ecumenical. You know, yes, sure. Fall, she belonged to Fianna Fáil, but she, she didn't because of her business background. She, you know, she understood that she had to deal with everyone of all political persuasions and no political persuasion. Mm. And she, she, I think that superseded maybe the the narrow political angles that some maybe some of us have. I'm not sure, but she yeah. she certainly didn't. I don't think she lamented overly over it, but the, she was an excellent politician. Uh, to my mind, she was a superb politician, very efficient. And so, as I said earlier, friend, she was so willing to help uh, a person that would come to her. I think Brian uh, said that her son, her, her, son, yes. her, her, mm. her, her pride and joy, her mm. son Brian, um, he said that, you know, she was a legend from the point of view of representation. And mm. what I, I think what he means by that is that no matter who turned up at her door, if she saw that they were needed a, a, a job done, she was willing to tackle it and take it on and help them out. And she was willing to, you know, improve their lot that they could get going themselves. So. Yeah, and uh, there were so many aspects, John. I mean, I didn't realise, for example, she was on the board of Irish Shipping at one point. Uh, That's right, yeah, yeah, she was. She, was. she had a huge commercial stroke political and farming career. Yeah. She really had. She ticked a lot of boxes. Um, 
I, you know, she was someone like, you know, you, you, we're very lucky, I suppose, to have known. I think the generation that knows people like that mm. are a very lucky generation because I think, you know, they're, they're mentors to you then in your own life. And, and she certainly was that to a lot of people here in Clamel, the, the members of Tipperary County Council. I, I couldn't get over the other councillors the way that they had been touched by her as well as myself. So she was, she was somebody that was high achieving herself, but then willing to give back that bit of the skill that she learned, uh, that she knew. And um, look, wouldn't you appoint her to the board of Irishship? Wouldn't you appoint her to? Yeah, like, I mean, why wouldn't you tap into that uh, kind of, um, you know, acumen, the business acumen that she had, the interpersonal skills that I spoke about, the the warmth, the wittiness too. You know, she was very likeable. And uh, that was something I always you know, liked, I suppose, most about her was her, her wit. She was at show meetings, she would randomly bring the house down with laughter about some very droll remark about <laughs> should get on with it, lads, you know, and get it done. And, Absolutely. Uh, well, it's a lovely tribute, John, and uh, thank you so much, and thank you for your phone call yesterday as pleasure, well. Pleasure, good, good, good I told you, I, I, was, I, was, I was spreading the word, I suppose, but not, yeah. a, happy, not a happy word, but oh. I, I do send my condolences to the Barlow family, but especially to Brian, her son, who she really pr- prided in his achievements in business and in and in and in racing and so on and uh, I know I know she w- she got great happy drew great happiness from that uh, in her years in her last years. John, so, lovely tribute. Thank you so much, John. Thank thanks, you. Brian. Good, good morning to you, Councillor John Fitzgerald. Speaking to us uh, there now, as we alluded to, for decades she was the voice of the national ploughing championships, and I'm delighted to be joined by another legend now, Anna May McHugh, managing director of the National Ploughing Association. Uh, good morning to you, Anna May. Good, good morning. And good thank morning. you so much for your time uh, this morning. Um, about 30, more than thirty years, I'm sure, Anna May. Absolutely, she was with us doing the public address at the, the National Ploughing Championships. Yeah. And, you know, she will be sadly missed by us, particularly she was a particular good friend of mine, and uh, I would say that we know each other for over 40 years. How did you meet her um, first? How did you get involved with her, first of all? Well, I met her through ploughing, would you believe it? Uh, mm. She was very involved in the South Tipperary Ploughing Association, and um, I, I met her then, and I remember, well, she sending somebody here uh, to get a stand at the ploughing and uh, she phoned me beforehand and she said, look, they're a very reputable uh, company and maybe you'll do what you can for them. And it was in that simple way that I met with Carrie and uh, I just didn't think I would be speaking about her this morning when she's she's a light gone from the National Ploughing. There is no doubt about that. How how did it come about that she became the voice, the, the MC, so to speak? Of well, we had, when the man that used to do that was a Westmead man, Paul Dunigan, and um, he was no longer able to do it. And Carrie, we knew that Carrie would be very well able to do this. And she had a beautiful voice, uh, not an annoying voice mm-hmm. as some people might have. Mm-hmm. I know I certainly wouldn't be able to do it. And Carrie volunteered to do it. And she absolutely loved it. And the people that supplied the PA system, they absolutely loved her. They were extremely sorry yesterday when I told, when I phoned them to say that Carrie had passed away. It was a big shock to all of us, a very big shock to us here. Unbelievable. Because of only last week that I had a card from her. I spoke to her over the Christmas. She, if I was to tell you that she had her room booked for the ploughing championships in 
in next September. Did she indeed? Absolutely. Did she indeed, <laughs> yes. You must have had a lot in common with her because you're both uh, very strong women who had to make it in a man's world, anime. Well, we had, but, you know, we didn't look at it that way. Yeah. We had a job to do and, uh, you know, that we continued doing. Carrie used to, she was a great person for attending to detail. Yes. And uh, I know that uh, in she was a Barlow of Clonmel, of course, and in that business she really excelled because I would hear so many people say, look, if you want a part, if you're looking for a part from Barlow's, you must speak to Carrie and it's beyond the counter when you would go in the next day. Yeah. And I would want to say she was the very same with us. Uh, often at the Plowing Championships with such big attendances, uh, there would be children that would stray away from their parents mm. and the lost children. But Carrie, when she would arrive at the at the event, you know, she would come prepared. She'd have her colouring books, her little story books, her little bag of sweets, and any child that would be brought to the PA unit, Carrie would look after them until they would be reunited with their parents. It was an incredible commitment, though, because, I mean, it was literally there for, for days, you know, doing the job. Absolutely. Yeah. And what she used to love doing was able to see the people that would arrive. And, you yes. know, some some of the VIPs say, oh, God, my God, Terry has found me again. You know, she would <laughs> arrive and she said, now so-and-so is after arriving, the T-shirt or the tarnish or the president or somebody else, like, or even a, a noted rugby player or soccer player or Gaelic football player either, you know. Yeah. She was always on the ball just to give them that little perk when they would arrive to the event. And I heard Michal Martin coming out and paying tribute to her this morning as well. She was extremely well-known as well, Anna She was very well-known yeah. all over the country, you know. She was attached to so many um, organisations and, and uh, you know, in the county council, of course, as well, and the Clonmel show, the Tullamore show, the ploughing. You know, I couldn't name all the yeah. companies and all the clubs that she was attached to, and she loved it. She loved every moment of it. Yeah. Did politics ever come into it, Anna May? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. It was her love for helping others. Uh, that's, that was Carrie's motto all the time. And she'd always have the most suitable card to send you. I just, I just looking at the last card that she sent me there, was where there was a queue of people up, like as if to a ticket box. And she just put on the inside, I wonder are they queuing for the 2023 ploughing? You know, thing? things yeah. like that. She'd always have a remark on, on a card that she would send. Of course, indeed. Of course, so many women going to the ploughing championships uh, as well. Would they have seen her as somebody to look up to, do you oh, think? Of course they would. Yeah. And, and so would we have looked yeah. up to Carrie. And all, all I can say to you now on a lighter note is that every morning when Carrie would arrive, I say, the, the ladies that we work in the office and others too would say, what is Carrie wearing today? Her style was... She was so stylish. Oh, yeah. God. And her hats and her jewellery. But she presented herself so well. Nevertheless, she was there to help the smallest little child that was stray away from their parents. You know, she was an all-round person, really. Yes. And I, she won't be replaced. I remember years ago speaking to her at the Plowing Championships and she looked almost regal in her way, too. Animal, oh, she you know? was. And yeah. her wit. Her yes. wit was yeah. tremendous, you know. She really would make everyone laugh. And, you know the stories that she would tell little ones when they would get lost and be very upset, you know, and then when she would be so delighted in making a lovely present announcement that Mary or Judy has been reunited with her parents and they were from such a place and they came here this morning, they were here at seven o'clock and all of this, you know, she'd have some little story about them, you know, um, 
but she, I, I don't know. I have never met anyone like Kerry. And I, I don't suppose I ever will. Well, she'll be very sadly missed, and I, uh, particularly from the ploughing championships this year. I well, would there's imagine. no doubt. She was the vice, yeah. as somebody said previously, she certainly was the vice of the ploughing. There's yeah. no doubt about that. And she had such a lovely, pleasant way of saying things over the the airwaves, you know. Yeah, beautiful voice. A yeah. beautiful voice. Yeah. And she was so lovely in some ways. I can't, words fail me now to describe Carrie, because her ability was out of this world, you know. She was she was a lovely, lovely person altogether. All right. Uh, can I ask you, Anna May, before I let you go, plans for this year? Yes, uh, we're going ahead from the 19th to the 21st of September. And, of course, we won't have Carrie. And yeah. even to the bedroom, the room that she stayed in last year, in County Leash year, she said, I want the same room, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to going right. to the event. You know, just... Well, sure, look, one never knows. I'm sure maybe it was a nice way for her to go. I wouldn't like to see Carrie suffering. None of us would. But our, all our directors and members around the country were so sad yesterday when they heard about her, you know. Well, Anna May, we really appreciate your time this morning and thank you for sharing those stories with Not us. Not at all. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. Look thank after yourself, Anna Thank you very Anna much. No, thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye to you now. Anna May McHugh there, Managing Director of the National Ploughing Association, paying tribute to her friend, uh, the late uh, former uh, Tipperary TD, indeed, former Mayor of Clonmel, former um, County Councillor, and uh, the list goes on and on, indeed, who has uh, passed away now, one of our listeners says Fran Carey would be a person that would be not at all happy with the way our housing and health services are gone at uh, the moment. Uh, she was a very, very good person. Indeed, says one of our listeners. Uh, James was on uh, to say, my son is 11. He's been told he needs braces by an orthodontist. The HSE do a scheme in schools with a dentist calling round and refers to them. Uh, refers them on for free braces. Uh, the HSE guidelines say the best age to get them done is 12 or 13. There is currently a six-year waiting list to get into the orthodontist. It will cost me 5000 to get them done because of the HSE's ineptitude. Absolutely disgraceful, says James, who's in Thomastown and tuned our way today. 1800-938-007. Now we continue with our tribute to the late Carrie Atchison and I'm delighted to be joined tonight by Deputy Matty McGrath. Matty, good morning to you. Good morning, friend, and it's a truly, truly sad morning for Tipperary and indeed Ireland and beyond because Carrie was was a great friend, a loyal person, above all a tremendous, tremendous businesswoman and always had time for the lesser and the downtrodden and the lesser, lesser well-off. She was a powerful woman. Now, you go back a long way with her, Matty. I think my first recollection of meeting Callie was at Dan Breen's funeral. That was oh. 1969 in As Secretary of the World Railway Committee, I served as PRO, and the late Bill Tuhi, Golden Pub, um, was the chair for, for, I won't say decades, but for nearly decades. And she had some, first of all, she had the heritage. Mm. Her late dad uh, was obviously very, very involved in the Tipperary, uh, Third Tipperary Brigade on the IRA. But he fought in the War of Independence, I think, Matt. He, he did, did indeed. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, Matt, and unfortunately, mm. Civil War, as did many of his family. And his sad, really, Carrie is very two of our first cousins, her own generation, you know, and, and late Michael Ballow, who was treasurer mm. of the Third Tipperary Brigade on the IRA. Until, until quite recently he died only in the last 18 months a big blow to Cali because they used to talk every night and the memories that always flooded back though when you talked about Shrook and talked about Latin and talked about where mm-hmm. they came from of course they moved to Clanmel in tough times 
and set up business. Yes. And by hell was it some business. Mm. And the people of Clanmel and West Waterford and Dean Farmore. It's the Barlow Farm Machinery Company. Barlow Farm Machinery, yeah. Barlow Radiators, like heavy yeah. farmer. Very few was that time had milking machines, but were milking the cows by hand. And they kind of uh, brought a new generation of the milking machines. And her late husband, Hugh, used to be fitting doors, I remember. And indeed many, many others. And she gave wonderful careers and trades. And many of those people are still in business today. Some have gone to their eternal reward, but Carrie had respect for every person on the floor, whether they be sweeping the yard or whether they're salesmen on the road or the directors. And as far as parts are concerned, and you're going to come into a shop now to get a part or more spectacles, it's all computers. She had a computer forensic uh, head and she knew the parts of a class bailer, not a class bailer, Jones bailer. Mm-hmm. David Brown tracked them. They were tricky hydraulics in them. At last combine, or indeed any of the other lines they did, or the pulsator for the milking machines or whatever. She had them all there and knew where to put her hand on them. I had some in stock and Council Fitzgerald referred to the fact that she had no problem opening on a Saturday or a Sunday evening or an Easter Monday or a Harvest Monday to help people out. And did it and often delivered the part. And she would she knew because the, the mechanics might ring on the fitters. We knew the mechanics then would know the part and they'd ring carry and she'd have it on the way to them. And she always had a fine car, to be fair to her. Mm-hmm. One of the car was one of my, uh, um, has one of her, her, her Merck that she bought in. Does he? 50 MHI, he does. Yeah. He's been to Scala Merck now. But she had always a bit of panache and style, but she was a super, super friend, a great woman. And, you know, you, you mentioned some of her, her, her achievements there. Yeah. She was also one of the founding board members of, of, of the TRBDI. Was she? Well, I know. know that, yeah. Yeah. She was, and you said that she had a shipping company in Corsair. Yeah. Her late brother, too, Con, was involved in, in the marine and, and, and fishing and boats down in, down in Helvig. And, you know, Sir Aidan, the company, and yeah. I, I express my sympathies, I suppose, to Aidan, uh, sorry, to Brian and his wife and, yeah. and, and, and uh, Rob and, and Courtney, and indeed to, to um, Aidan, his family. They've had a number of reasons. And, of course, her, her fond sister, Tress, who is, has been rattled now about five or six. So this is the fourth day, I think, in, 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 in a number of weeks. So the family will miss her, first of all, because she was an endearing personality. You know, I remember her move from Russellstown House, from um, Lodge, Boston Lodge in Clan Mel, mm. out to Russellstown Lodge, where they had a farm. And Carrie had um, um, hardworking, a thriving business. And Carrie would be no problem to be seen out in the field and out helping um, Huey, whatever was to be done. And the day he died, which is actually the anniversary was only last week she was with him out in the was field she? that evening yeah. she was by yeah. his side and now they're reunited again but look she was known far and wide you mentioned that she mightn't have liked it nine months or ten months she's been to Darlene yeah she was quoted a couple of times as saying that Matthew did she ever speak to you about that and in a, in a, in, a, in a kind of a strange way mm. encouraging me to um, to to uh, keep going and to keep at it and don't give it up I suppose she scattered it on her and that point of view but Carrie was so busy elsewhere mm. so busy with her with the chairperson of the, of the Red Cross and many many other areas I was just wondering did she find it too slow moving Matty in terms of getting stuff done possibly you know most definitely yeah. because Carrie wanted things done yeah. and got yeah. things done and as I said we're open to big doors I remember when battles were above there at the museum is now yeah, up, sure. they were up there and would open to be sliding doors go in and get the part and she would expect the same from her staff and her staff did and she never forgot 
staff wedding or a staff birthday or staff anniversary or staff anything and the staff will tell you that themselves she never forgot the, t- the date she did she had a, a computer uh, like brain and the, the writing her writing was special and in May, it was about the same batch of calves because I did call to see her during the Christmas period, but I didn't get in to see her. She was in bed when I called her day, but she was in great form. And I got the cat as usual. And always there'd be a little quotation at the bottom or some remark, or would be especially adapted card. And um, we shared the birthday herself, myself, and birthday hen, would you believe, at 11 to the 9 11, 11 to the 9 50, 58, but carried much older. Mm. I've been 88, but I remember being at her 80th birthday. She didn't want to be 80. Did she, she not? Wanted, no, and she told her that that night. She, <laughs> Cara was young at heart yeah, uh, course, and, yeah. and so endearing and had so much to give and gave yeah. so much. Take the, you, I know you mentioned the Plowner enemy, but yeah. look, they were two of, a, two of a kind. They were formidable ladies and I remember Carrie when there'd be offer hours over commemorations and over families and who didn't get a, you know, a proper send-off. Carrie had a forensic mind and a forensic list of anyone that and, was and she was often the only woman on, on these various different panels and uh, organisations and, and, and stuff, but she never saw it like that, if you know what I mean, Matty, you know? Well, take the torture of the great old IRA, yeah. and she was the only one, except with, with, with um, uh, I know that uh, Sally Ryan joined the later years in Noel, but her, her, her first cousin, um, um, Josephine Quinlan, mm. used to come to Nod meeting, but we had many meetings in Morrissey's and Care, Morrissey's, Morrissey's Bear, and was for the upstairs, we always retired downstairs, but it could get dragged on and it could be argumentative, but Carrie would mm. end it just like, and even though Bill Tewis was the chairman, uh, Carrie would just end it. And with a, a funny remark, or maybe a very, I won't say cutting one, but a sharp one, let's move on and forget the nonsense. <laughs> and we need to get this uh, commemoration organised. And she'd want to be writing like 12 months in advance uh, for Kilfeekle or whatever for a speaker for next year like Anime yeah. said she had the room booked in the hotel the same room so and we, we forgot to tell them our show oh, of course yes of I course. remember when she had the stroke yeah. and that year she told me she's going I said God almighty I didn't say much I said great they flew a helicopter down to um down to um, for they did indeed so valued uh, that she had, they had such a value for her being their MC for the day they flew a helicopter down from Tullamore to get her up to Tullamore for the, that big show so one, one of her listeners pointed out as well Matty that she'd have no patience with the situation that we're in now with health services and housing and all of that would that would that be a fair comment yeah I agree but can I just say and I have this from Brian who mind me saying her son and her idol and she's so proud of him now in the farming and in the horses, mm. of course, in business, first of all, yeah. is that um, she was treated as a queen in South Dubrai General when she went in there on Saturday and Sunday in her final hours. Like a queen, so she was treated. Yeah. And I said, they must have known she was coming. I just, but we can be often be critical, but, and he wanted that said. Yes. Uh, well, to me anyway, and I'm sure he'll say it himself, but, uh, which is lovely, but no, she wouldn't have patience, you know, she would not have patience. I know, I remember going home from a meeting when I was in care when they were widening them. The road there at Bairn, the town outside of Bairn and Moore's fine big land, Bairn estate. Mm. And there were sheep out in the road. So we, we were also given the night out going about an underpass there for animals. So she rang me about midnight or maybe half twelve and said, Look, I'm after hunting the sheep off the road now. So she said, That man has to get a, an under, a cattle pass or a pack. It's such a busy road. Can you imagine trying to cross it now? But she had a foresight and a vision. 
that none of us had mm. and she had that in that respect and I don't think she attended either the, the, the day in, in the door where they had um, celebrations from years ago for uh, the siblings she was one of, of two siblings there was mm. the Ninhans there was like she, she wasn't big in celebration of herself and those those yes, issues yeah. but anybody else's celebration she wanted it marked once respected I remember my mother's birthday my late mother's birthday was the 1st of January and she came many in New Year's Eve to my to my daughter's house to celebrate with Granny she did they were pretty friends and, and she and she said to me he who said where in the name of God are you going to tell tonight you know and because you know Carrie never took a drink and uh, she said going over to Mrs. McGrath she did and our family were so grateful but the Lehman's commemoration mm. coming up this year mm. if she wasn't able to come She'd be coming, and she'd be the last minute call if 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 she wasn't able to come. It happened one morning. She she was out. She had an outfit ready, and by had she some outfits and style. And she said, just she just had to get in a kind of weakness and wasn't yes. able to come. And but you'd feel she'd be with you. Yes, and that's the kind of present yeah, that she had. But she did the oration there some years ago. Didn't kill Crumper in in, in um, every second of 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 September, and all those commemorations. But then you see when people uh, passed on that did give service and did serve in the War of Independence, and there was uh, there were there had some had a medal, some hadn't. Some went for a pension, some didn't. Mm. But Carrie knew all the families uh, in West Tip, of course, because of her own father's involvement and her family's involvement. Mm. And in South Tip, she learned it and deemed it. And I remember the morning my late dad died in 84. The first call was to Carrie, and no problem, forget about the rest of this. It was all organised. The, the, the army, um, uh, the army, um, Guard of Honour, and the army, um, shooting party, rifle party, tricolour. She, she, she sorted it. Oh, immediately, mm. and there was no more question either right, because yeah. she wouldn't do it. Like I remember people looking for it, and I was intermediary, and they didn't get it. Mm. Mm. Carrie knew it wasn't um and you didn't say you like Carrie. She was the same way in politics in the county council, and she was a great support to my our daughter Maureen. And Maureen was mm. mad about her, and you know, but yeah. she liked she liked that style. And there's a story I leave it for Maureen to tell some some day at my own mother's wake about Carrie. But I leave it for Maureen to tell. Oh. <laughs> She's embarrassed about it, but um, she was only a child or very young. And Carrie, you know, Carrie was in Iberville and there'll never be an Iberville laid on her east is very very true for, for, for Carrie Edgerton mm-hmm. uh, because she had so much more to do as you, saw, as you heard there she was booked in for the, the room book yeah. for the for the next September for the plow match but in between all that she had so much and what's so interesting in farming what's so interesting in agricultural contractors and interest in the changes and the evolving situation regarding the milk and the, that time it was just a two or three man uh, milk and panel they put in and people thought it was like something came from Mars yes, so a change from milking into the bucket and uh, you know and then now they've evolved but Barlow's uh, really re- brought South Tipperary West Waterford into the modern era with the, with the milk machine yeah, from the David Brown tractors well, with Maddie, it's a, a lovely tribute uh, to the late Carrie Atchison today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank Matthew. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye bye to you now. That's Deputy Matthew McGrath speaking to us this morning. That'll be joined now by Councillor Richie Malloy. Good morning to you, Richie. Hi, good morning to your fans. And lovely to talk to you. You had a lovely tribute last night on social media as well. You were very fond of her, Richie? Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, fan and you know sympathies to Brian and, and the family because I I up to I generally every Christmas you'd always get the Christmas card for Carrie but I'm going back even to when I used to be working in remember Sutton's oh, Sutton's was indeed, like yes. kind of a, mm. and all that and Carrie was a great customer in Sutton's and no I think I might have been 19 or 20 then and when Pat Myers left Sutton's and started um, Star Fuels 
she wrote me a lovely letter saying, I presume now you're going to be the manager, and if you're not going to be the manager, why won't you be the manager? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. And uh, at the time, anyway, I got the post. And kind of from from then on, and that was well before I was ever in politics now, you'd get cards about this, that, and the other. I was in the credit union for a long time, and she'd always be sending cards to the credit union, especially when they moved offices there from Belton um, Street to where they presently are. Mm. Like, as May, Anna Mayhew was saying this morning, she really was involved in so many different organisations and how she kept a track. And I mean, I would have been, how would you say, <laughs> to be very small fry in the whole greater scheme of things. And then when I got elected to the uh, corporation, as was known at the time, you know, she was a great support, even though at that time I was in the PDs and then I was in Fianna Fáil for a while and then uh, became independent when mm. Matty went independent. And like throughout all that time, I mean, she never differentiated, you know, the fact that you were not a Fianna Fáil person. Yeah, I was and wondering about that, did. Richie, whether she took that to heart, the fact that you that you became independent. Uh, yeah, no, and, and especially with Matty there, to be fair to Carrie, yeah. I remember she went to one particular when Matty had the launch that time when he, when he went independent it was a big thing at the time you mm. know you were breaking from Fianna yeah, Fáil sure. this and that and, and my memory is anyway that Carrie actually came to the launch which was a very very big thing to do and yet you know she was still very much a Fianna Fáil woman at heart but I think she was able to see all the time the kind of bigger the bigger picture. Yeah, I got that from John Fitzgerald this morning. You know, I mean, that often party didn't matter to her, that she worked with people, I suppose, you know. No, you know, she worked with, with all the different, and I suppose she was kind of the true community activist. That yes. Politics didn't really come into it. And like she, I, you remarked herself there, Fran, did she like the doll? Mm. And I had a conversation with her. I was often visit her in her house before COVID and that. And she was always watching Yes Minister. That was one of her favourite <laughs> programs. Yeah, yeah. Yes Minister. Yeah. I knew the way Yes Minister was very old now, which is probably true now as true now as it was. Yes, but the, the influence of the civil service on the poor old minister, yeah. That they, but she was saying to me that like she really preferred local politics. Yeah. And yeah. Because local politics generally, I suppose, by and large, the, we just say if it was a 12-member council at the time, the corporation, the 12 members, by and large, did all work together, mm. more or less for the benefit of the town. But national politics at that time, and that was the high era and all that type of thing, it, you know, it was a different game altogether. And I wouldn't say she was mad about that. And as you said, it was so slow yes, at the national course, yes. level that you're, you're one person and can you get things done and people are... Yeah, and of course, 1981, 1982 was so turbulent as well, Richie. I mean, it was... Three, three elections yeah, in one yeah, year. Yeah, it was un, yeah. unbelievable, really. But, like, as a lady, and the flag show was mentioned there this yeah. morning, that was a huge thing for Clambell and very difficult. I remember, you know, they would have had to get a lot of sponsorship to, to bring the flag into Clambell. Mm. And I think at the time, if my memory serves me right, she gave out these licenses for chip vans and so on, you know, because they were paying right. a fee. Yes. And a lot of the local businesses were given out anyway. But I remember she just literally kind of just hung up, just slapped down the phone and said, look, you know, I'm doing my best for this. I'm bringing in the sponsorship. A lot of the people at the time didn't maybe throw in the sponsorship yes. as they should have had, perhaps. But she was kind of like her own person, yes. I, I suppose would be the best way to describe That's it. And a no-nonsense. 
And, and, and again, and I know I've mentioned it a few times, but I think it's worth mentioning again. I mean, she was a woman in politics and in these organisations at a time when there was very few women at all, Richie. Very know? few women, yeah. And cause I remember other times, too, she was remarked to me one time she was coming home from a common meeting. And, you know, the way, can you imagine how many meetings there would be at the time? And, you know, it comments on over the place yes. in Fianna Fáil. And she passed some old man, I think she was out somewhere out in the Nair, walking his dog. And she was saying to me, I often said she kind of envied that man. You know, that he, he just had his own little life. He had his little dog, and that was the end of it. Whereas Carrie was involved in so many organisations and always on the go. Yes. Like, I'm sure at times she was tired and that. But, like, she'd kind of give you... It's hard to get it across, really, but there's that kind of positivity in her. No matter how low she'd be or even for us in politics. The other way, sometimes people might be attacking you about this thing and that yes, thing and course, other yeah. things. Like, she'd kind of give you that lift to keep on going. Like, she had a particular style about her. And I, I suppose it's in, even when you think about sending cars, and most of the councillors at yesterday's meeting remarked, you know, from every party and none, had throughout their careers got various little you know, good-look cards sent you at the and, and, and that's a lovely touch. I know it was much later, Richie, but did she have an opinion about the demise of the town councils? Did she have a... Oh, definitely. Now, that she? was a... She was... I mean, in the in the chamber, in the town hall, there's actually um, a plaque on the wall to carry action, which was always lovely, I, hmm. I thought, because whenever we have receptions, you'd often be remarking on the history of the town hmm. hall. And she's up... I, and I can't think, you know, after how many it won't come back to me what the plaque is for, but mm. her name is on it. Anyway, but when the when the morality changed and came in and the borough lost, we'd say, the morality status and so on, that she was shocked. And, I mean, she did a lot of advocating herself mm. at that time to various ministers. Because was, I suppose when you think back, like she was a former mayor mm. of the town, but there was five, was it five boroughs in Ireland. It was such a shock at the time then when Phil Hogan, at the very last minute, decided to abolish the five yeah. boroughs, like because that wasn't expected. No, she was certainly a very and she came to a lot of um, receptions down the years because all the former mayors are invited back. Mm. To the, and you know, one other thing I must say about her, as, as going back into the caring role, when Carrie got the stroke down, that's a long, long time ago. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people would have ended up in a nursing home, and that would be the end of it. And she had the idea of hiring in a living carer, Lucille, I think was the girl's name. And that made such a difference. And I don't know how many times, Fran, over the years, people often ring me, so how can we get a living carer? And I used to always give them Carrie's number because at the time she did that, and that's a good few years ago, it was hard to get what you call a living. And uh, she'd always be generous with her advice uh, at times like that, would you? absolutely, absolutely. It was a lovely lady from the Philippines that... Mm. um, lived in with for many years and drove her to various events. But it was such a kind of, um, it was a new phenomenon at the time. And the funny part was with older people, when they hear that Carrie Axon had a living care, it gave them the confidence then Did it indeed? to think about it. Isn't you know, it was a, because her name was so strong that if you mentioned, well, Carrie Axon did it anyway. Do you, and and do you know what emerged from this morning, Richie, that I, I, I love is that she still had plans. She had a room booked for the ploughing championships. That she, you know, she still had I mean, plans. Yeah. If I'm right saying one year in particular with the ploughing, I think she flew up there by helicopter. Uh, Matty was just telling us that. I, I think from the Tullamore show, yeah, they flew her up because she yeah, was unwell, yeah, I think, yeah. at the time. Because she was certainly, now, and any time 
I'd go up to the plowing and I, you know, you, she, once she'd know you were in the area, she obviously so and so's here from Clammel now. You know, yes. she like her, like, and I suppose it made people feel that they were particularly special were or whatever. Special, yeah. But. No, she was another IMAX where I'm talking to at the moment is over there near the post office. And when I was in Sutton's, you'd be going to do the post every evening nearly religiously at mm. 5.30. And you'd invariably, Carrie's Merck would also put up at the post office at 5.30. And she'd hand you her post. She said, would you ever pop that in to the box for me? And off she'd go. Oh, very good. And that's an well, awful long time well, ago. Well, Richie, I must... Very, I must, I must leave it there, but lovely tribute, Richie, and thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. Not at all. Thank, thank you. Bye bye to you, Councillor Richie Malloy. Speaker was there. Uh, Councillor Maureen McGrath joins me now. Maureen, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran, and to all the listeners. Uh, great to talk to you today, Maureen. You're a, a young woman in politics, but you you knew Carrie very well, and uh, was she helpful to you, Maureen? I did. I knew Carrie since since a very young age. I know Matty was on before me this yeah. morning, and you know, explained the family connections we had between Carrie. She was a great friend of my grandmother, Mary, Matty, of course, through the years. My grandfather, James, as well, who, who I never knew. And the wider McGrath family, she was she was such a special lady. And from such a young age, she was somebody who was just endearing. You know, she's an inspiration in so many ways because of her, her class, her commitment to her many roles, and her, um, her, her just her whole personality was... Mm-hmm. you know, all-consuming all, all to anybody that met her. She was so encouraging and engaging. And, yeah, I, I did. I, I, you know, before and, you know, after my election, Carrie always always on the end of the phone to offer some, some advice and encouragement. Well, she and Ma- Matty alluded to a story uh, about you and her when you were very young, Maureen. You? Yeah, <laughs> he he loves to tell, tell the story. I don't like it as much, but... Um, like I said, she was a, a close friend of my granny and she attended my, my grandmother's wake at my Auntie Bridget's house. And, and a busy wake, like any like many Irish wakes, mm. we were giving teas and coffees and whatnot afterwards. And I got the role, um, I suppose, to, to make sure that any dignitaries or politicians who have travelled from afar would be looked after, you know, mm. um, because I would have known some of them or recognised more of them, you know. And, and so when Carrie came in, it was most important that you know, she'd been in that house so many times to celebrate my granny's birthday, but she was there now for her funeral. And I brought her over a cup of tea, but she wasn't long about telling me that. Uh, she only drinks from her from her china, her china cup, and the mug that I gave to her had to be brought back. So <laughs> I went back with my t- with my tail between my legs. But you know, she she was such a lady, and yes. she had you know her just the way about her, her manner was was just phenomenal. You know, and. I remember other times, you know, um, people have alluded to her involvement with the old IRA church mm-hmm. brigade. And I remember meeting her at, at many commemorations over the years as a child. And another time, you know, I I made reference to her many hats because every time I seen her, she had a different hat on, you know. And as a young girl, I suppose I was just um, enthralled by this. Yeah, she had great I, style, Maureen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But... But she, but I remember saying it to Dad, and he said, "Yeah, she's a hat for every day of the year." And I've no doubt she does because looking at the photos I have of her over the years, I've never seen her in the same hat twice. You know, so her style was just impeccable. You know, her class mm. and little commitment to 
to, you know, to her role. But yeah, when, when we spoke recently, we were talking about, you know, some of the difficulties of being a, a young woman in, in, in politics now. But back in her day, very often, Maureen, I mean, she was the only woman on a committee or what, and she was on so many committees and stuff. Um, she was remarkable, wasn't she? Absolutely, and no bother to her. You know, see, and that's what I remember after my election, she said to me, you know, go on into the council now and you're, you're there as much as anybody else. Yeah. Make sure now you... You, you sit up and you listen, but you're not afraid to talk to, you know, and, and I'd always remember that from her, you know, because any time, you know, even after that, that I've met her, you know, she'd she'd remark on something, um, be it I, I was talking to her about, you know, different issues, and, and, and she'd, she'd, she'd be so on the ball and so in tune always. You know, she was just remarkable. You yes. know, I last met her at the Plowing Championships, and look, they don't have to go over her, her role with the National Plowing Championships. Mm. But goodness, if you went to the Plowing and you didn't call into her, you know, you'd be in trouble. So I was I was sure to call into her when she was back and when the Plowing was back. How, how did she manage to juggle everything? You know, being a mum, being a businesswoman, being a politician, being involved in so many, you know, Clonmel show, the, the shipping board. How did she manage to juggle it all, I wonder, Maureen? I know, and and it is you know for for any um, women, particularly in politics, you know we we do here now. It's 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 a it's a hard role, it's a challenging role. But but no bother to her, you know. And and that was long before there was any, I suppose, of the additional support that people now look for, you know. So she she was just committed. She was a community person. She was a family person, and like. You know, it wasn't that one thing fell behind because I know when I met her last, she she spoke about how proud she was of Brian and her grandkids. Mm. You know, telling me where they what they were all up to, and she was just on the ball. So I don't know. She she was admirable, and you know, oftentimes she she'd ring the constituency office in Clonmel, and we never had to ask who it was at the end of the phone mm. because her voice was something that you always recognise. You know, and. She just, we loved having her on the end of the phone too and I'm sure all the staff in the office would, would agree because she'd always be inquiring about somebody or just checking in and see how things are and she just was a fantastic lady and when we heard yesterday that she wasn't doing well, we, we lit a candle for her because we have so many fond memories of her, you know, um, over the years mm-hmm. but during different campaigns or just different meetings, you know, she was just a fantastic woman, yeah. you know, her fashion and... and you know the style again. Go back to the style. I remember the last time I met her, she she remarked on my nails. But like, you know, I was only learning from the best. You know, I had my nails done, but she, you know, had all of the style, all of the fashion from such a young age. She was just brilliant. You That's know, great. and uh, was she, did she always come across as young at heart? Because one of the things that Matty said to me was that he was at her her eightieth, and she didn't almost want to acknowledge. <laughs> you know, oh, she but, she felt so young inside, and for sure. But it, but it came on all the time. You know, there was always a bit of joking with her, you know. And sometimes, at, you know, behind the joke was was a really important point as yeah, well. You yeah. know, it was her way of, of making a point or, or or making a statement. But she did, and, and she was so in tune and, and the banter, you know. And when I met her last, I was with a friend of mine. And afterwards, you know, my friend said, goodness, she's just unreal, you know the style of her and her nails yes. and she was telling me who she goes to to get her nails done and you know she was like somebody my own age the way we were chatting Isn't away um, and did she and always keep up to speed on what was happening in politics and the like Maureen she did she yeah. did and and I like up till, till recently you know she, she'd always be ringing and offer a word of advice and encouragement and like just last week at home um, I seen I seen a card from her you know at Christmas and 
straight away without reading the, the end of the card you know who it was because her penmanship was just exquisite you know you could see on an envelope before any letters would be open oh there's there's, there's letter there from Carrie be it before the playing championships or ahead of the Don Mel show or just like she shared a birthday with Matty as, as yeah. he said earlier anything and she was so engaged with so many people and I think that's so remarkable to listen to earlier today and see different comments online you know, she wasn't just like that with her close family and friends. She had so many people across the country, you know, that had that relationship with her. Yeah, and I was looking on, on, online at some of that. I mean, you know, it's, it's a much over, uh, overused term, you know, the tributes come pouring in. But they're literally pouring in from all over the country and all sorts of areas uh, as well, you know. Absolutely, but it kind of goes back to her role in the playing championships and... Mm. The way she treated people there, because many times that I would have called into her and there'd be one or two kids in in the in the office with her there at the ploughing and she'd treat them like, you know, the, the best kids, you know, or her own mm, kids. Like, yes. You know, they, they, you know and, and, and in such a situation that they, they had been lost or, or, or got separated from their families. But people remember that kindness and, and you know, she, she just engaged with so many people in so many different ways through her different roles in the community on a national and local level over the years, I really don't think we'll see anybody like her, you know, and she just she just is fantastic mm. and so many fun memories of her at the ploughing or at her house in Rostockland Lodge and well, it's, different things over the years. We'll, we'll truly miss her, you well, know, and I, I just want to say she, she's an inspiration and a trailblazer. She's just fantastic. Well, it's fantastic. a lovely okay. tribute, Maureen, and we were delighted to have you on today. Thank you so much for thank, coming on thank with you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye, you. Janelle. That's Councillor Maureen McGrath speaking us this morning about the late Carrie Atchison. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.